<sighs> I play the piano sometimes. I get I go in like spurts where you I'll play every day and then I won't play for months and then I'll sit down every day and play though. at lunch I'm and stuff like when that. I do play. I'm like, oh. Oh. he hasn't lost it. I'm not that good. good. Have <laughs> you ever heard him play? No. I play strictly uh, by reading. I know that's impressive. But I can't. I think it's more impressive to play by ear. Mm-mm. Other way for me. I mean, mean, I took piano for three years and still struggled to read it. Like my brain just did not want to compute. For like ten years, and yeah. I suck. I remember things. I love reading music. But F A C E. Horrendous. Every good boy does mine. Ta-da! All right, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to with that being said, a Roo Fitness Joint. I mean, podcast. What? No. <laughs> You got what I meant, right? um, (laughs) Spike Lee joint, that's what he would call his films. A Spike Lee joint. I don't know right. I'm right, right? It's far away from me like that. Just trust me. Mom and dad are fighting. Um, (laughs) Well, we got the crew with us. We've been having, I've been having a lot of fun with this threesome. Um, Yeah, you have. (laughs) Boom! You see, I have a type, (laughs) y'all. Super fit, brunette, petite. Okay. I like it. All right. Funny. <laughs> Rolls eyes. <laughs> Snarky as hell. I like Sarah's hair, though. <laughs> Sarah told me she was going to get her hair cut yesterday. I said trimmed because last time someone mentioned it, Bradley was like, what are you doing to your hair? And I was like, calm down. And I had a face of death on. Did I ever tell you the story when I asked Bradley? I was like, Bradley, do you like my hair long or short? And he goes, I like Ashley's hair. I'm like, "Mm, cool. That doesn't (laughs) answer my question. You tell the story all the time. Have you heard me tell the story? Once, I think. See? Just once. Now all of our podcast listeners have heard it. Okay. I need you to speak into the mic. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. Y'all, this is uh, our wonderful co-host, the Joe Burrow of Nutrition Coaching, um, Emily Schneller. Welcome, Emily. Thanks, Bradley. I guess I moved you to co-host it's instead a, of special guest. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> uh, we have our our other co-host, the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire of everything she does, Sarah Altabello. Yes. And just for reference, Emily still has not looked up who that is. It's embarrassing. Embarrassed to call you my wife with it when it comes to speaking about sports. Um, <laughs> I am. It's gonna the be a spicy one, y'all. <laughs> Joe Bo of podcast hosts, also known as the anyone humble servant of the podcast world. I am Bradley Schneller. It's up for debate. Okay, I'm just gonna let you roll. With that if one. you're gonna say snarky comments, you need to say the snarky comments to the mic. It's up for debate, so that all <laughs> our listeners can hear how spicy this about to get. What are we talking about today, Bradley? All right, well, we're talking about earlier, uh, as you heard in the intro, we we're talking about playing the piano um, <laughs> and how difficult it was. Well, we're not talking about playing the piano, but we are gonna talk about how it is important um, to do things that you're bad at. Mm-hmm. So I should play the piano more? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> Not necessarily that, uh, but you should work out more. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh <geez>. Damn. <laughs> 
And scene. Okay. This Y'all, is- if, if you're listening to this like mid-morning, maybe wait until after work, <laughs> grab a drink, put your feet up. Um, <laughs> oh, man. This is true, though. So uh, I, I've been running with Gerald for, I don't know, three or four months now. Yeah longer right mm-hmm. and i've gotten a lot better um and i consider myself to be pretty fast for an <laughs> average adult dad um <laughs> but pretty fast i am like in the upper 10 to 15 percent of every runner that tracks their time across the world so almost for my age break joe burrow of the running world for middle-aged dads yeah, you could say that. Uh, probably the Clyde Edwards Alaire. I'm probably the Clyde Edwards Alaire of uh, running for middle aged dads. Uh, age, what's your age bracket? 36 year olds with two kids, seven and three. Y'all, I dropped Business off. That's, that's the specific. Can I tell a story? <laughs> Business owners. That's the specific bracket. <laughs> so I dropped off my kids this morning and I was driving to the gym and I have to pass by the track and I literally did this a true. double take. I was like, ooh, that guy's sexy. And You knew it was me. I swear I didn't. I was like, oh, that's my husband's truck. That's she totally my husband. was like, totally I was just checking, out, checking my out my husband and I didn't even know it. How many times did I have the shorts rolled? <laughs> I don't know. You're kind of far away. But you look what sexy. What was I doing? I, I would running. say it's a rough two to three rolls. I was running? No, you were kind of like jogging Walking back. back. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. I just finished one. Um, yeah. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, so running with Gerald. Yeah, so I've been doing it for a while and I've gotten pretty good at it, at least good enough to smash Jonathan in any race we do under a mile. Um, <laughs> ever. Ever. So, and Gerald has always been complimentary, but real. Okay. Um, Emily comes out to the track and runs one time, one single time. And Gerald goes, Whoa, well, you know, if you come. And you let me coach you. I could coach you to an indoor championship in the 60 and 100 for Masters Females. Damn right. One time, guys. <laughs> Emily comes out one time, and that's what she gets. And I was running in Nobles, I would just like to point out. Like, I've not never even gotten, Noble runners. I've never gotten anything like that. <laughs> so when I jack with Emily about getting better at working out, she is talented at a lot of things. Squatting, pulling off the ground. Uh-huh. So deadlift, cleaning. Um, if she practiced snatch, she'd be good at that, but she has jacked up shoulders. And then running. Those things, she smashes. Good for you. <laughs> Thanks, babe. So. Even though I am decent at sprinting, though, I felt completely out of my element there. That's where I was getting to. This. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so so um, it's just not. making sure it was going somewhere. What's the exact quote? What's the exact quote? Yeah, so all Thank of you. this, just been sitting here waiting for this it's moment. Hot. It is um, hot. I feel like taking my shirt off in this thing. Just like coaching? Okay. Um, all of this comes from, uh, for those of you that know, there is a company called Romwad, but on their social media uh, accounts, they posted something. It's, uh, it says something along the lines of be brave enough to try or do something you you suck at. Yeah, I love and it. And that really resonated with all of us. Yeah, it doesn't mean you have to be good at it. You just have to try it. And I mean, that's originally, well, you know, I try a lot of things. 
that's kind of like what I hang my hat on is I like to be proficient in a bunch of different things. And mm -hmm. even if I suck at it at first, I'll give it a whirl, um, except for maybe time management. <laughs> <laughs> but um, bum. And we've come full circle. Yeah. Um, so why is that, you two, pertinent to what we do here? Health, nutrition, fitness. I mean, I think it's a life skill, not just related to those things, but as much as you can kind of lean into that uncomfortable feeling of trying something new and just doing it anyway, I am a big believer that that is where the most growth comes from in your life. So like I can remember quitting my corporate job and you know, coming here. And I remember my first nutrition seminar and I was like, I scripted out the whole thing. I was shaking throughout. My voice was shaking. You remember doing that speech with me too. And I was literally shaking. Like I used to be terrified mm -hmm. to give a presentation and to talk in front of people. And the way that I responded to that uncomfortable feeling was, signing up for stuff anyway, like just doing it anyway. I would sign up to talk on the news. I would volunteer to do nutrition seminars. And, you know, I am now co-hosting a podcast. Thanks for the invitation, guys. I am now, <laughs> now co-hosting a podcast. I did a nutrition seminar with Sarah on Saturday, rolled up like, all right, we know what we're talking about. Let's do this. Like we had blocked <laughs> off on our calendars like 50 minutes yeah. to have a conversation about what this was going to involve. Yeah. Nine. I looked at the clock. Yeah. It nine minutes into we're like, okay, it. We're good. We started talking about other work things. Yeah. And so it it went from this, oh my gosh, terror, fear, shaking. I was completely drained of my energy afterwards to now I can give an hour-long presentation and be completely energized by it. Yeah. But the way that I got there was saying yes and doing it despite the fear. Right. And I think, I think what we hear a lot from people that either don't ever come in to try the gym or that do try it for the first time, they say the same, a lot of them say the same thing and I hear it in other aspects, not just fitness, but they are scared about coming in and sticking out and being the inexperienced one. And that's what we hear when we're here, but that applies everywhere. People hold themselves back because of fear of not looking like a master in that area. Yeah, I try to tell everyone, you're all going to look stupid. Yeah. Don't worry. Everyone looks stupid. You're going to look stupid. It's okay. Embrace it. You will look good one day. Yeah. And that's exactly how I felt at the track with Gerald for the first time. Like not I told you that. I was not like, just she's like, running, but like doing the warm-ups. The skips. Yeah. Like doing A skips and B skips and C, especially the D skip. I was like, <laughs> I look like an uncoordinated baby giraffe right now. And I was like, you know what? This is good. This is good that I am putting myself in this environment and that I am feeling these feelings because... My favorite thing to do in the gym, I don't coach very many classes, but I love coaching fundamental sessions because I can completely relate to those how those people are feeling. Um, but having that experience now of being completely new and trying to learn a new skill put me back there. And it helps me relate to the newbies that are like, oh my gosh, I feel like 
completely uncoordinated and what is this clean business that you're trying to teach me right now? (laughs) And like I, something that I talk with new people about that I may be doing a fundamentals with and they voice that concern, I tell them, honestly, I'm, I'm really okay with the fact that you're a little nervous and anxious right. about coming in because it's telling me that A, you really care. Yep, 100%. And B, you want to get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, I'm a lot, I said, I'm excited for you. Mm-hmm. I'm nervous about the people that come in like raring to go, trying to throw too much weight on their bars and just, you Those know. Those people generally don't stick around. Yeah. Interestingly I, enough. Just the people that we think aren't going to be here for a long time that stay for a long time and the people that you think are a natural fit are not yeah not always but yeah. not not always but we see we see that often enough yeah and i um i was actually showing emily updates in our bedroom and she asked what this quote was on the wall um and i think about this a lot because I am definitely someone who in the past has been very fearful to try new things, but it's um, replace fear of the un- unknown with curiosity. Ooh. And it's one of my favorite quotes. That is really good. What is a time, Sarah, where you've kind of experienced that? Um, I was thinking about this last night. I, the dance company I was with for three years, Kamenka, um, I remember going to my first rehearsal with them. My friend Cheryl, uh, well, a couple friends had been trying to get me to go for years. They said, like, we know this is kind of out of your realm, but we think you'd do really well. We think you would have a lot of fun. I did not eat the first day I went. Like, and it was at 7 o'clock on a Wednesday night. I was terrified. Um, and I went and I sweat like I do here in the summer because I was so anxious. I was so nervous. It ended up being one of the best experiences in my adult life so far. But I I remember like I put it off for months going and then even the day I went, I was terrified the entire time. I didn't feel good until I left the building. Like I survived. I love it. It Makes me think about so when I I grew up playing the piano as we were talking about earlier um, and when I decided I wanted to go to Rummel, I just wanted to be in the jazz band. Rummel's jazz band was really good. I don't know if it is now, but their new band director Yay, is a former. I guess we can announce it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he announced it. He on did. His social yeah. Media. Uh, yeah. So the new band director at Rummel is a former member at Rue. Uh, Hopefully, he'll be back. Telly, and uh, we fully expect him to be back. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we're, li- we're laying in the pressure on you now, Telly. Planting um, the seed. Yeah, speak up. Um, so, but anyway, it's going to be awesome. So when I just wanted to be in jazz band when I was entering high school, I did not want to be part of the marching band. I just played the piano. I didn't play any of I mean, I played saxophone for a little bit, but just dabbled in it. Um, and I was told that I had a better shot of making the jazz band if I was in the marching band. So I said, okay, well, what am I going to play? I have no idea. They're like, well, you could learn the xylophone. So I learned the xylophone that summer and then made the marching band. Um, and then I played basically, <laughs> this is so nerdy, the bells and the xylophone are basically the pit percussion, which is auxiliary percussion in the marching band for three years. And then I decided that I wanted to learn how to play a drum. So I picked that up the summer of my junior, senior year and then 
made the drum line my senior year. And then after one year of being in the marching band with Rummel, I uh, well, auditioned and made LSU's drum line top bass. So anyway, what's the point of that story? The point yeah, of story... I'm wondering the same thing. The, the point of that story <laughs> is that I didn't want to do it. I was scared to do it because I had no idea. My mom kind of forced me into that a little bit and it ended up being a really incredible experience when I put myself out there so much so that because of that I guess I met my wife so mom Aww. thank you Aww. shout out to my uh, teacher out there Peter Cho uh, he also is a big part of that what you just that story just reminded me of something that happened so my first job out of college was directing a play I directed a two-act musical in six weeks with a bunch of like six-year-olds to 12-year-olds crazy right but it's musical theater, right? So I had like four boys come and audition and it was a camp, so I had to give them all parts. I had this little boy named Tristan and he was like so grumpy during auditions and I went up and talked to him and he's like, my mom is making me do this. I don't want to do it. But he was a boy, so I had to give him like a main role right. in the show. He needed it. Y'all, by the end of the performance he stole the show his mom wrote a letter to the artistic director and was like he has not been the same since hurricane katrina and this completely just like changed his life that makes me want to cry right yeah <laughs> and it just goes to show you like even if somebody is pushing you or like you're just have new experiences you never know what it's going to lead to um and how it might change your life. Well, and it's interesting listening specifically to Bradley, you talking about playing an instrument. So I took piano for a few years as a kid. And I now as an adult, I can recognize it. But when I was like 10, 11, 12, I, I just don't think... I have a great brain for playing musical instruments. I enjoyed yeah. it, but I just didn't, I don't know, something was, a piece was missing. Um, and I think that's just like why I wouldn't practice or I would right. put off practicing until my lesson was the next day because <laughs> like <lesson>. I knew <laughs> I was just never going to be really good at it. So why spend more energy? And like now as an adult, I would like, practice and just have fun with it and not be right. as nervous to like mess up if someone else was listening. Um, but I was putting so much pressure on myself to be perfect that I would just avoid <laughs> having fun or avoid just getting better and accepting it for what it was and enjoying that. And like as an adult, I'm like, damn, I wish I'd stuck with it or yeah. tried like 5% harder. Can I give that, can, you know, can I give that advice to parents out there? Like, I, I don't want to tell people how to parent, but I can tell you from, that sounds bad. Uh, fostering an environment that allows for failure and growth to come from making failure. Making mistakes, yeah. Making mistakes will provide the best potential for success for your kid so Ding many dong. it will provide the best potential for success for your kid <laughs> y'all i have all kind of alarms going on so i have like three different calendar invites for power hour if you don't know power hour is the 2 30 class time oh. it's in roughly 30 minutes That's uh, going when on. the heavy hitters get together and work out <laughs> boom <laughs> 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 anyway right. so getting alarms but anyway uh, allow your kid to make mistakes Tell them that mistakes are okay. Yeah. Create that environment for them. Um, 
the most successful entrepreneurs out there have failed multiple times. Um, the most successful athletes out there have lost a ton of times. Yeah. You have to be able to lose or fail in order to grow. It's not just something that translates to parenting and children, though. I just had this conversation with Chelsea. So we're about to go on vacation, and I'm training Chelsea to do something that I normally do at the gym. And so I just did like a role-playing session, which makes you feel silly and like gets you out of your comfort zone just because it's role playing. But I was like, you know what, Chelsea, I'd much rather you fumble and make mistakes with me now, you know, like let's make all the mistakes right now so we can talk about it. So when you're put in the actual situation, you feel confident and you know what you're doing. Making mistakes is the best way to learn. Go ahead. I, you learn more on the days you struggle and more on the days you fail than on the days where you knock it out of the park. And I'm not saying the days when you knock it out of the park mean less, but like, say we all have a day where we just feel like we crushed it. Like the, our first day back at the gym, like the energy was super high. We were all super happy. Um, and that like emotional high carried over, but it didn't teach us anything of like, about how to uh, maybe approach something differently. Like we didn't learn a lot from it. It was emotionally fulfilling, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't say there were like great mental takeaways from it. Um, So yeah, failing a lift in the gym or bombing a presentation, um, it just teaches you how to better prepare or change it up for next time. Yeah, and there is no... um Substitute for experience. Uh, And by that, I mean you cannot get good at selling memberships. You cannot get good at coaching. You cannot get good at nutrition coaching unless you actually inject yourself into that situation and do the reps, right? So there has to be an understanding that it might be rocky at first. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you might not succeed. You might not sell that membership. You might do a poor job with, uh, Coaching, you might do a poor job the first time you jump in the gym into a class, lift weights. You might, your your tracker for nutrition coaching might not look great the first few weeks. Um, but that's expected. Yeah, like you're new it's at expected. It. <laughs> and it's okay. And it won't ever look good unless you put yourself in that situation and attempt it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I don't know. I'm probably beating a dead horse because I always circle back to this. But the part of our lives that we put out for the world to see is usually the highlight reel. Like, not me anymore. <laughs> like I'm thinking about, so my dad loves to tell this story. Um, I was like two and I was, he went grocery shopping solo and I had a tantrum and I was yelling at him in the store saying, you are a bad daddy. And so he just left, but I am like screaming this in the store, but like that's not the stuff you see on people's right. timelines. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, the perceived failures or rough spots yeah. you see when the kids are super cute. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think there is like, um, not a fear of failure, uh, but just, you know, the trying to do something different or something unknown that's maybe keeping people from doing nutrition in particular? I mean, I know because I, I have this conversation, especially with people that are new, just that they're not hitting all the marks or doing everything that, you know, I have asked them to track or whatever. They forget about something. And 
I always tell them like there is zero expectation to be perfect. Like yeah. if you were perfect, you wouldn't be here right now. You wouldn't be seeking help with this. So I do not expect you to be perfect at all. It's not a it's not a matter of if you are going to slip up. It's a matter of when. And so deciding how you are going to respond to that in advance is helpful. I love it. I love it. It's just that quote you always talk about. Not a quote, but you just said a little bit better every yeah. day. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, cool. Anything else to add, y'all? So Brene Brown has a podcast. I'm going to butcher this, but I want to tell the story anyway because I, I still remember it. Um, Brene Brown has a podcast, and she asked like the same rapid fire, like eight questions at the end of the podcast. And I was listening to one interview, and I don't remember who it was with. Um, she was on Orange is the New Black. She's a trans um I can't yeah. actress I don't remember her name but in response to Brene's question and the question goes something like uh the fear the fear that you have is real but your life is calling you to act what's the first thing that you do and her response was just beautiful she said my prayer is that I have like I'm at peace with being imperfect and that I can be of service and that when she said that, I was like, that isn't how I need to approach this whole like remote nutrition program that I am building. Like I, my goal for this kind of beta test that I have rolled out isn't to be perfect. It's to put something together, allow me to be imperfect and allow me to be of service and it will get better. And I have to get this whole idea of being perfect from the get go out of my brain. I, I think... <laughs> I don't know about you, but for me, I find that all of these things I tell, especially my nutrition clients, I need to work on as well. Yeah. And just like I cannot and will not ever expect perfection from them, I can't expect that of me either. No. Right. Yeah. Guess what, guys? The nature of being human. (laughs) These three people up here, Sarah, Emily, and I, we all have bad days. Yeah. Everybody does. (laughs) We have bad workouts. Uh, Did you hear how spicy it was 20 minutes ago? (laughs) We have bad eating days. We just have bad mental days as well. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. So, um, all right. Make sure to rate, review, And subscribe to ding, 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 different, round three. Different dings. I don't dings know what all those things how are. How many different dings we can hear I didn't know that ding this, existed. I've never heard that ding but before. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us. Remember, five stars only. Make sure you say nice things underneath. The writing part is important. This is the only place we expect perfection. Yeah. Also, <laughs> your reviews. if you like us and you think we sound good, could you give us a share, please, on whatever social media you are on? Mm-hmm. We appreciate it. Um, until next week, peace. Bye. Bye. <laughs>